is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 38. And Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Somebody shout, the famine is not your fault. But tell that person, for people to starve when you're there will be your fault. Some people to serve because you are raised as a sustainer in times of famine. You are not just raised to survive famine. You are raised, equipped, strengthened, gifted, wired, challenged, prepared to provide supply in times of famine. And the word says, now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said to his servant, put on the large pot. We close with that in the first service. Who remembers that? We're going to start with that in the second service. Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. So one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine. And gathered from it a lap full of wild gourds. And came and sliced them into the pot of stew. Somebody say everywhere stew. Though they did not know what they were, then they served it to the man to the men to eat. Now it happened as they were eating the stew that they cried out and said, Man of God, man of God, or as some people used to call me in school, man of God. So like if you're really a strong man of God, you put D behind it. Man of God. There is death in the pot. Another one says there is poison in the pot and they could not eat it. So he said, then bring some flour and put it into the pot and said, serve it how? Shout aloud, serve it how? Hot, hot is our king's paraphrase. It's actually not in the original text. Folks be like, my Bible is fake. <laughs> I can't, can't find the heat in there. Serve it hot, hot to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Somebody shout amen. amen. <laughs> Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. We honor you and glorify you for loving us so much. Lavishing your joy so extravagantly upon us and immersing us, marinating us in your mercy and grilling us in your grace and soaking us in your spirit. We thank you because as we gather today, you are unveiling to us, unpacking through us your manifold wisdom to the end that nobody here is going to leave here thinking just as a survivor. But everyone is living here loaded with an uncommon dimension of grace to do amazing things in this generation. Not for self-aggrandizement, but for kingdom expansion. Thank you for uncommon grace imparted. Thank you for capacity and courage enlarged. Thank you for selflessness and service and sacrifice. Thank you for a heightened sense of responsibility. And thank you for the catalyzation of the catalyzing of the authority that has been reposed in us. Thank you for dormant gifts that have been activated. Thank you for insights that has been received. Thank you for instruction that has been clarified. Thank you for steps that have been ordered. Thank you for breakthroughs that are multiplying. Thank you for healing miracles already taking place. We give you all the praise and all 
all the glory for it's done right now and as we end this occupation series it is the beginning of manifold testimonies things that eyes have not seen that ear have not heard that have not entered into the hearts of men will receive in multiple folds and in ever increasing measures in Jesus name we have prayed can your amen be louder and stronger than that it's good to see you, Stephen. I asked after you yesterday. It's good. Did somebody call you yesterday? Yeah, we asked after you yesterday. It's good to see you for the first time in a while. But it's a make him. Can we just love and Stephen? The case here was that there was famine in the land, and many of us can understand this and experience this because we're in a situation where people are not just being sacked; people are also being ransacked in the nation. So people have been fired, laid off work, but also there are all kinds of invasions, hurts men, bandits, terrorists, outright cruel people who are invading the land and wrecking famine upon the land. I want to understand something that famine is not the purpose of God, even though the purpose of God can thrive in times of famine. God loves all of his creation. God is intimately connected to everything he has created. This is what the new age people have hung on or been deceived by. Where they say God is everything. Now God is not literally everything, right? So you hear that song, I believe it was Kanye West song, uh, the melody, I really, really love the melody. Uh, sing praises unto God. And then there is a wrong line there where he says, he is the morning sun. Anybody heard that song? Like the melodies and harmonies are, they give you goosebumps, right? But lyrically it's wrong because God is not the son. I know that metaphoric speaking of poetic license, people can say God is the son. The Bible actually says the Lord is the son in the show. But new age and oriental religions will actually say God is the son and God is the flower and God. No, he is not that. But he created the sun. He created the moon. He created the lambs, the sheep, the goats. Everything that God created, God cares about. Cares about it. And as we come to the end of the age, anybody who's operating in preserving the earth, in ecology, or taking care of the earth, there's going to be supreme favor in those areas and dimensions. Why? Because as the age comes to consummation, the earth is going to be destroyed, but God is going to raise replicas of what he originally intended, which means there will always be the preservation of a remnant or a select few that is going to trust to cultivate the rest of the earth. So when you see famine in a land, and it's oftentimes, actually generally, the responsibility of evil spirits or the irresponsibility of men. Anytime there is famine in the land, it's one of two things that has happened. Either the invasion of the enemy, the attacks of the enemy, the Amalekites have come to do their worst. Or a man is not taking responsibility. Please look at somebody beside you say, I decode the famine in your land. Decode it, decode it. Don't blame people for it. Don't just ignore it. Don't just overlook it. Now, there's also something called desert encroachment. And desert encroachment basically means that the droplets of the earth keep on spreading all the way. Now, one of the reasons you have a lot of people come from the north to the south is that for many, many years, the amount of money that's been dedicated into agriculture or building or afforestation in the north has been consumed and pillaged by irresponsible people. So where they were supposed to be planting trees and all of that for grazing and cattle, those things Things are being deflated or depleted. Now, those people need vegetation. They are going to need to eat up something. What it means is, anytime you don't expand intentionally, you will decrease accidentally. Anytime.
time you see drought in your neighbor's life and you don't take a strong stance to support, to give, to pray, to challenge, to encourage that person, that neighbor in want is a robber in training. Oh, can I talk right now? So when there is famine in the land, the position of the believer is not, well, it's none of my business. The position of the believer is when there is a casting down, there is a lifting up. I would say there is a lifting up, but it does not stop there. The position of the believer is I must also give a portion to seven and yes to eight. I must cast my bread upon the waters. I may not be able to afforestate the whole landscape, but I can plant a tree. I may not be able to employ a thousand people, but I must increase my capacity to produce enough to be able to take somebody above the poverty line. Are you getting this right now? Oh, can I talk right now? So there was a famine in the land, but when Elisha returned, <laughs> famine saw pepe. How do I know the famine saw pepe? Because they made stew. You know, if you attend Kings for like three months, you're going to get sharper. You, nah, I promise you. Like, if your last IQ, <laughs> not sakba, sharper. If your IQ is a prayer point, the prayer has been answered. Join us. It's there. The word says, iron sharpens what? Iron. So does a man sharpen the countenance? If you are iron, stop surrounding yourself with just wood. When Elisha returned, famine saw Pepe. Some of you, this series has caused you to return to the original design that you are not an escapist trying to jack up from the earth, but you are a co-laborer with Christ bringing heaven down on earth. And that you have been resourced not only with gifts, skills, abilities, time, energy, but also with the spirit of God. That the very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And that spirit is going to raise your mortal bodies. What I also want to say to somebody right now is that before your mortal body is raised by the spirit of God, everything in your life that has been battered, broken down, stolen, pillaged, destroyed, cancelled, X, turn aside. Like God himself is going to raise it. I proclaim to anybody who's suffering any kind of loss. Loss of sleep. Loss of memory. Loss of your sense of taste or smell. Loss of confidence. Loss of traction and energy. Receive restoration now. In the name of Jesus. What may have defined medicine is now restored unto you. What has defied your best attempt. We proclaim by the sovereign spirit of God that you receive restoration in the name of Jesus. If it's not you don't say amen if it's you shout I receive it back shout it louder I receive it now the sons of the prophets in famine they were sons of the prophets but in famine you can have a prophetic word over your life and still endure famine you can have promises from God and still endure famine but the prophet said to the servant, I don't want to teach that part, this is the first message. Put on the large pots. I want to start with that again. I know I preached it hard in the first service, but Falashadi was not there, so let me preach it for her. I know I preached it hard in the first service, but Utah was behind, was at the back. I'm not sure I spoke louder for those at the back. That you can be a great servant of God, but you have a small pot. 
What is your pot? Your pot is a well-rounded container for production. Your pot is not a beaker. It is not a bottle top. It is an infrastructure for producing something, cooking something, mixing something that can satisfy the hunger of many. Every true servant of God either has a pot or can get a pot. But when many of us are asked to get pots, we bring out the smallest pots. Why? Because small pots are easier to carry. And LT understands that small pots are easier to wash. Maybe that's why I washed the plates last night because uh, only small plates. <laughs> it's like, it's like, thank you for appreciating Man, learn once in a while, just wake up. If you are too anointed to wash pots, you are not ready to feed your generation. <laughs> Slam dunk. Why? Elty said it. Small pots are easier to wash. Why? Because a large pot can create a large mess. So many of us are already living a contained and contracted life. Because we don't want to blow. Because blowing means there will be many requests and demands on you. So you have psychologically excluded yourself from the multiplication protocols of heaven. Because you're like, I just want to manage my life. If the servant was naturally predisposed to bringing out a large pot, the prophet would not have needed to instruct him directly to bring it out. The natural predisposition of the average man is small. Small money, small time, small process, small opportunity, small house. If I can just get a little just enough if I can just have one bedroom apartment if I can just have one source of income if I can just have one thousand dollars but God came or sent me this morning to break somebody's small pot because that small pot cannot capture the harvest that God is bringing into your life you cannot process a whole cow in a pot you desire for fish that's why the idiomatic expression is that is your kettle of fish somebody shall throw the kettle away I wanted to shout aloud or throw the kettle away look for two or three neighbors because they're not really getting it look for two or three people and tell them throw that kettle away I wanted to get out of your seat. Walk to two or three. We'll tell them, throw that kettle away. That kettle of fish, it served you for a season, but throw it away. That kettle of fish saw you through the last season, but throw it away, volume. That kettle of fish, it saw you through the last season, but throw it away. That saucepan, throw it away. The problem is not that you designed the kettle. Watch this for some people. The problem is you inherited the kettle. 
You inherited the saucepan. You inherited it. When the dinner conversation was taking place between dad and mom, and they were saying, Tabali, the reboy have 50,000 naira. It will be fine. And in your mind, a standard was raised. Now, 50,000 naira was something you had to pursue. And that it was a cap. You did not know, but your subconscious mind is so fertile and receptive. And so your innocent childlike mind logged it in somewhere. This is the reason sometimes we give Carmen and Ronell money or show them $100 bills sometimes such so that they are comfortable with it. This is the reason we hardly say, no, you can't have it. We say you can have it later or you have to do this to have it. Are you understanding that? Because we're breaking the walls away and knocking the pots away. This is also one of the reasons we buy in bulk sometimes so they are used to seeing full shopping carts as we move them around. Are you understanding that? Because you need to deprogram yourself from the slavery imposed upon you by the African culture or the economic limitation that taught you that a saucepan was a testimony. That devil is a liar. I come with the hammer of the word of God to break every saucepan mentality, ideology, limitation in your life. No longer will you hide behind the saucepan. There is a generation to feed. There is a famine to help people through. There are school fees of people to pay. There are widows who need your support and the saucepan will not do. Somebody shout I'm throwing the saucepan away. Shout I'm throwing the saucepan away. Shout I'm throwing the saucepan away. Put on the large pot. Take on a large responsibility. When was the last time you took on something you knew you couldn't do without God? Many of us have learned how to reduce divine instruction to the level of our saucepan. Put on the large pot. What is a pot? A structure for production. Do you have a structure for production? Shia was speaking. She was so excited a week. The first week that big thing happened. She said, I had four machines. I didn't even know she had four machines. You see, the four machines are pots. Because a machine is an infrastructure for production. Now, what I want to begin to see is not just what you are producing for yourself. But the three other machines are the seats of production for people who have skills but no pots. Because not every cook has a pot. You can be a cook, but without a pot, you can't produce nothing. A cook without a pot is an expert at describing the recipe. Or can I talk right now? And there are many believers who understand the art of reciting the recipe but never making the meal. When you quote a Bible verse, you are reciting the recipe. Oh, come on, people. The Lord shall supply all my needs. Recipe. I am the head, not the tail. Recipe. By his stripes, I am healed. Recipe. Do not be anxious for anything. Recipe. The pot is I have a business through whom God supplies my needs and needs of others. The pot is I have safeguards and limitations on my mind. I determine what comes in so I don't have to waste more time with anxiety because there's a structure that filters my thoughts.
There's a pot. Somebody shout, I have a pot. I know that some people have a pot belly. But let me tell you, whether I have a pot belly or not, there's a pot in your belly. Structure. That's why they call it stomach infrastructure. There's a structure of God on the inside of you. How many of you know there are different kinds of pots? You know there's pots used for yam. There's pots used for rice. How many of you have not even said this in many years? Who knows what Igbo is? The dehusked corn. You know when you want to make the real Igbo, you use clay pots for the flavor. Oh, come on, Sam. What's your flavor? It may not be on Craig's list, but I love David. Look at your neighbor say, put on a large pot. What Elisha was trying to teach the servant is that this miracle is not just about me and you. What God is about to cook through us will feed more mouths than ours. Oh my, where are my people I'm preaching to this morning? What God is doing with kings will feed ministries. Some of you already know that they are pastors. Some of them tell me that your posts are my sermon outlines. And Nishal used to feel, how can you just take my message and pray? God said, because your cooking is good. God said, because your pot is large. God said, because I've given you so much more than just a few hundred people that gather here every Sunday morning. Hear the voice of the Lord. The Lord himself is breaking the pantry, breaking the kitchen of your life, and is bringing an Agbadah. Nagbara is a large pot, a big pot. How will he not bring the Agbada when he is a Lagbada? You know? Large. Large. Possibly sometime in September, we're going to do a missions trip for people who have done missionary map. And whether we do that or not, we're going to go to some large fields, some large lands, some large territory. Because God brought, <laughs> the word says that God called Abraham out of his tent. God called him out of his tent and said, look at the stars and look at the sand. He said, as far as your eyes can see. He said, God sometimes will bring you out of your tent to extend your tentacles. God didn't say look up from inside the tent because if you're lying in the tent and you look up the roof of the tent becomes the limit on your life so it's not just whether you look up or not is have you stepped out to look out If Israel looked up in Egypt, they would see their oppressors. They would see dominance. In other words, their model of leadership would have been oppression. So God brought them out. In fact, he brought Moses out first to broaden his view and his horizon. If you don't have an international passport right now, you are cheating yourself. Because every now and again, you need to step out of this thing that God is working on. And see. It's a thing now, I don't know. 
Chino Achibu said there was a country. I say there is a thing. But God is working on it. Jeremiah 18. He says, God said to me, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, go down to the potter's house. And I went down to the potter's house and I saw the potter walking clay. And the clay was mad in his hands. And then the Lord, the potter, made it into another vessel. Sometimes God messes up your small pot so he can make a big one. Some of you lost jobs because that job was a small Oh, shout aloud. That job was a small. Some of you, the relationship couldn't work out because it was a small. Some of you, people stopped noticing you because it was a small. Some of you have become bored with what you are doing because it was a small. Notice, I said some. So not every relationship you lost was a small part. Some of them was a sign of your responsibility. Some of them you cheated. Some of them you were slow, you were careless. Some of them you're too prideful, too lazy. Well, it's a small pot. <laughs> Some of you lost jobs because you didn't listen to Christ as my boss. But God is a God of restoration. Put on the large pot. The remaining days of July, if there is anything you want to begin to do, begin to ask yourself, how large can I make my pot? You are not the object of attention. In other words, you're not making it large for yourself. There's only so much food you can eat. But you're making the pot large because you can stand to see sons of the prophets sitting and starving. Even though they're from the lineage of prophecy, they're still hungry. Do you know how many pastors struggle financially? Do you know how many pastors work hard and passionately, sincerely and struggle financially because everybody thinks they're sorted and don't know that some of those pastors are the biggest givers in the churches or in some cases they're not the biggest giver but they give to more people in the country but everybody says pastor is fine and they are believers who have been raised and appointed to bless those pastors but how can a broke believer bless a broke pastor? How many widows starved last night because somebody's pot was not large enough? How many people have become prostitutes in training, PIT, because someone doesn't have enough money to build a dormitory? Somebody shout, my pot is growing. Somebody shout, I have a large pot. You know what this means? It means that when you have income, you must also think of outflow. Who else is taking at least a spoon of soup from this my pot of stew? Who else? Put on the large pots. It's heavier to carry, but carry it. It makes you more conspicuous. Because what many people don't realize is that the size of the pot is not always the same as the size of the stew. <laughs> the fact that you're working a job seven days a week, 12 hours a day, does not mean the salary is reflecting that. And the fact that you're working with Shell does not mean you can shell out the money. You might actually have lost the snail and you're left with the Shell. 
That's what shell is called. I actually need shell talks. So I walk with shell, I walk with shell. They didn't ask you, why did you walk us? You're a food buyer at shell. Aaron boy. But everybody is placing the demands of GM on you. Elsa, <laughs> you're not going to snap picture in front of one car. I have cat's eyes. Be my wife. BMW. <laughs> so our brother has hammer. No, no, our brother has been hammered. Receive a large pot in the name of Jesus. May your optics not be a contradiction to your reality. May what people perceive about you even be a lesser version of what you actually are in the spirit. What I mean by that, may the value you actually possess, the resource you actually possess, be much bigger than their projection, their imagination, their calculation, their permutation, their computation. If it's not you I'm talking to, don't say nothing. If it's you I'm talking to, look for three people. Tell them you have a large pot. You have a large pot. Shire, the four will become eight. They will become 12. They will become 24. You're going to have a factory of tailors just buzzing around the whole place. A large. Listen, if you don't want large, maybe you might want to reconsider your membership of kings. But God is compacting us, has been working on us, pressed out, shaken together. But as we enter into the fourth year, I see a running over. I see a running over. Over. Oh, Mo, you better get ready. Lulu, get ready. Your events, outfits, and businesses. Large. Large. Celebration, get ready. Cooks everywhere. Everywhere still large. Uche, better get ready. Here, everywhere. Large. Tino Logistics, get ready. Large. LOT. Thank God for what's happening in your personal expressions. But get ready for large. Larger, more frequent increase. Higher expansion. Get ready for Large, a large pot. <laughs> we read a couple of weeks ago where they complained to God. Children of Israel complained to God and said, God, can you even feed us in the wilderness? Remember? And God was angry. He said, Me, can I feed you? You, you, you. You that you're here for 100 years. And do you know how long I've been feeding birds? Go and ask the birds, great-grandfather's great-grandfather. He says, since you are provoking me, I will rain bread on you. You will be immersed in bread. You look like a pie. Human pie. I will put dough on you. Well, the dough of the Bible is flour. But somebody's about to get some signs. Like Enoch says, you're about to get some dough. You're about to get some dough. The God who rained manna can rain dough. I pray for you that your eyes be open to discover your large pot. A large rain. A large release of supply. Some of you have applied for grants and scholarships and partnerships. If you're one of those, run to the altar. Partnerships, scholarships, grants, angel investment, investors. You've been pitching a product and stuff like that. By the mercy of God, everybody stretch your hands forward and pray for them. Large! 
wash your hands. Large. Why not you? Why not you? Why not you? Why not you? Lord, as we pray, not one of these will return without a testimony. Not even one of this will return without a testimony. Not even one. Not even one. The heart of a king is in the, is in the hands of God. He turns it wherever he wills. Wherever the kings are, wherever the decision makers are, wherever the human beings, policies, boards, investigators, invigilators are, their hearts have been moved. Their hearts have been stirred. 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 There's somebody whose heart was not even connected to this prayer, but God is moving somebody's heart in your favor. From Lagos to Oslo, from Honolulu to Shanghai, Cape Town, Cape Verde, hearts are being stirred. I didn't come to teach this one. I came to preach prophetically and to activate something at the end of this series that will not end with just a notebook full of revelation but with a life full of testimonies. All over, we release for you, Gogo. To me, we release for you, GB Solomon. We release for you, Gift. Temedaya, Fanny, Perfecta. We release for you. Uche, Dabi, Canis, Abraham, Felix, Vivian, David. receive. The Lord arises as a mighty man. Money is better in your hands than in the hands of an unbeliever. Money finds kingdom direction in your hands. So receive more. Receive more. Receive more. Receive more. Receive more. Allah Kosovo take in the back of us. The Lord sent me as your prophet. And as your prophet, I raise a rod in the spirit. Let empty places be filled. Let valleys be full of water. Let bread baskets be full and overflowing. Let the bean, the bread bean overflow. what a pot also is in finance a pot is a collection of funds from which you pull for investment or for expenditure there is a large pot a large pot the next time you're like God I need this just say God I thank you for I have this John chapter 6 the word says that they were gathered Vivian Jesus had been teaching and they were hungry 5,000 men to be fed. Jesus said, go and find what you have. It is the principle of the divine that no creature is left with nothing. No creature. None. This is the reason, watch this. The human being and the creature, the creation is so valuable that the death of any living thing adds to the life of another living thing. When a tree dies, it becomes manure. When a human body decomposes, it becomes humus. 
So if the dead can profit the living, how much more will the living profit? Somebody shout, I'm profitable. Shout, I'm fully funded. Shout, I'm entirely useful. Shout, I have a large pot. Kaladi, you have a large pot. You have a large pot. You have a large pot. You didn't walk in here by accident. You didn't walk in here by mistake. You saw the signpost, but it was the Lord that ordered your steps. And I pray the Lord shows you a token for good. Not many days from now, in seven days. Somebody give God praise as they return. A large pot. Large pot. Dunes, a large pot. Large. 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 In, in our home office, I have a picture, I have a, a vision board of sorts. And I have a figure for one of my expressions for this year, a target for one of my expressions. Just have it there because a new one. So I put it on the wall. It's quite an amount. And the reason I'm saying is that one of those is Dami came into the office and I said, you know what? The first time I saw this thing, it looks like a, a large number. I said, but now that I'm coming into this place, it looks small. Because constant exposure to something with the right mindset shrinks that thing. The problem you worship, you increase. The problem you subdue worships the God you carry. Large pots. God was trying to teach the servants that no matter how harsh the economy is, you and me, we belong to the order of production. We are not in the order of survival. We are in the order of reversing the famine. That is our class of operation. Do you know every life form has a class? You know genus, species, classification of organisms. You've seen that in cell biology and genetics and zoology. Somebody help me. Class. We belong to the, to the God class. Put on the large pot. What's the next thing it says? Boil stew. Shout everywhere stew. Do you tell you said it too cutely? Shout aloud everywhere stew. Lara, you were just lip syncing like Kate Perry in some of our concerts. Shout everywhere, too. Shout aloud everywhere. Some of us, we think the walk ends with the large pot. I have a large pot. I have a very large pot, too. That's the way some of us are. I have a large pot. I have a large capacity. I've got in a large office. I have a large room. He said there is something you need to boil. To boil means to subject it to heat and pressure for a while. What you want to produce for the world needs to be processed before it's distributed. In other words, the people that will feed their generations are those that can handle heat and pressure for a while. Oh, come on, somebody. Except you want to serve salad or salad. 
Elsa said, Salad, a quick spoil. Any small thing, especially when you buy it from a certain place that I won't mention. From a certain place. Boil the stew. <laughs> Is everything in place? buy a lot of stuff from the place so <laughs> boil the stew somebody shall boil it, it. shout like the boil it. some of us we don't like to boil we like to parboil yeah. to just get pressure cooker everything sharp sharp no boil it and for some of you you are called to serve elephant's meat to your generation You have to wait, boil it, heat it. Some of you have observed certain patterns in your life that where some other people seem to have it quick, 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 it does not seem to be very quick for you. Two categories. Number one, for some of you, it is not a divine uh, framework. It's a demonic framework. I pray for those people who have been stuck in the cycle of delay, that by the mercy of Christ and the finished work of Jesus, you are now set free. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Now things are going about quick. Yeah. But there are others. It's not a demonic strategy. It's a divine developmental, developmental process. Where it's trying to build your capacity for long suffering. Everybody likes the fruit of the spirit called love. Love. I love Jesus. Am I gold? Better than gold. Behold the gold of gold. Everybody likes joy. Have joy like a river. Joy like a river. Joy like a river in my soul. Even though my name is not forever, I will live forever. Joy like a river in my soul. People like peace. People like this name, this fruit so much, they take on names. Love. Peace, joy. Who bears long suffering? <laughs> not one. I've never met one person. Is it not the fruit of the spirit? <laughs> Folks, don't like that. Say, <laughs> so, yeah, if you invite me to name your baby, and long suffering is there, I will change it. I'll change to Alonge. Or <laughs> call it belong. <laughs> belong to the body of Christ. Boil stew. Isn't it faster to do Indomie and sardine than Amala and Begiri? So a generation that wants to feed people with sardine. 
You just want something that's already worked on. God said this next phase, you're not just going to get manna from heaven. You will say the manna, manna say. You will cook it. You will have to boil it this time. This is the reason when you ask them for money the first time, you know, give it 20K. Next time, give it 30K. Now you're asking them and you just see red. It's red. It's been red. Double tick blue on WhatsApp. But everywhere still looking blue. Sack pass is it. Because you have to do what? Shout. What do you do? When you taste stew that is not well done, do you want more or do you want less? For some of you, you want none. <laughs> Tifa said none. I want none. In other words, they are not there for it. Your generation is not here for unboiled stew. Process it. Work on it. God will do a miracle, but he wants to partner with you. Boil the stew. I'm watching my time. Boil the stew. If you release a song, I know that you might not have the money to get the best producers, but afford the best that you can afford at the time or get the best you can afford at the time. In your songwriting, if the melodies are off and things are skewed, don't say that's the way God gave me. Say, so I received this one, I received it. I woke up in a dream chanting it. That's the way it needs to be like that. You know, it happens a lot in businesses and sometimes ministry where people say, this is the name God gave me. I received it until CSC says no. <laughs> you know, CSC, Corporate Affairs Commission. They'll say, sorry, sir, you cannot have Eagle Dove International Missions Comprehensive High Church. So, but ego <laughs> dove, choose one. <laughs> Comprehensive high church. <laughs> Nigeria Institute. <laughs> Please let me finish my message before. <laughs> Then Caesar says no. Because in boiling stew, changes are made. The hot onion becomes soft. The clunky tomato, there. The fish might even scatter. In other words, allow the heat and the pressure of God change the initial form of what you think is already at its best state. Boil the stew. Oh, I'm used to boiling stew now. In fact, sometimes I boil it before I cook it. So it's hardly ever a project I'm working on when I'm not going to say, Elty, what do you think about this? Help me look at this. How much stuff is this? Oh, damn it, what do you think about this? Uh, Kenneth, tell me. Paul is here. Paul, what do you think about this? Let's use this song this time around. Boil the stew. Now, sometimes when you're trying to change my stew, I will say no. Because I like my Royco the way I put it inside. Sometimes. But sometimes you put that Royco or Maggi there and nobody will like it like you do. Boil the stew. 
Somebody shall process it. Say boil it. Say cook it. Say heat it. And you know, when you are boiling stew, how many of you know that many times you don't want to turn it too many times? So that it will not go and burn. Be careful which cook you allow into your stew making. Turn it like this. Do it like this. Turn it like this. Do it like this. Some of you used to do when they went the world. Turn me like this. Do me like this. Until they became burnt. <laughs> Somebody shout, I will boil the stew. Some of you are not shouting. We're almost done. Can you raise the energy and shout, I will boil the stew. Jump up on your feet and shout, I boil the stew. Look for three brothers and sisters. Tell them, boil the stew. The heat might be a lot, but boil it. The onion might be a lot, but boil it. The time, it might take a lot, but boil it. You might be sweating, but boil it. Have you seen Iya Bashira at Amalaskai or Olaya or somewhere? Iya Bashira is around the latch port. There is Orishirishi inside. Are you on the sound? There is Shaki, there is Pomo, there is Arairo, there is Abodi, there is Tilapia, there is Ejaoso. But the stew is there. She's sweating but she's boiling. She is seated but it's boiling. Sometimes nobody has even shown up but it's boiling. Because boiling is a sign of faith. It's a sign of expectation. It's preparation to feed people. In other words, this business you're working on. You don't even have a client yet but boil the stew. This book you're writing, who knows you boil the stew. This thing you're designing, nobody cares boil the stew. This cake looks like fake, but boil the stew. Things don't seem to be working, but somebody shout, I will boil the stew. I pray for you the grace for patience, the grace for capacity, the grace for enlargement. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout it. Please proceed the under close. Retain the energy. But look at what the prophet said. Prophet said, boil the stew. But look at what the seven does. The word says that the servant goes into the wild, into the field to gather herbs. <laughs> the instruction was not create Agbo. The instruction was not, but this guy likes to spice up God's work in his life. He likes to add some special. Some, some. <laughs> he likes to spruce things up a little extra they said boil stew not create herbal medicine (laughs) 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to disturb your peace inside this bus, but I have just come to wish you well in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you can just give me a little bit of time, I will tell to you how I can solve all the problems in the world. Whether your back is stiff and cannot be straightened, or your leg is soft and cannot be hardened, or whether that part of your body is not doing unto, 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 I will show you the miracle medicine that my great-grandfather handed over to his first girlfriend, then found its way to me. If you can just give me two minutes, but first of all, let us pray. Herbal, herbal medicine. This guy went to gather herbs. Avoid herbifying what God wants to stew. Many of us don't believe our stew is good enough. So we're looking for something to spice it up. Only add spices that have been prophetically instructed, not personally preferred. Boil stew. How simple can it get? You wanted to make jollof rice, but your housemate or helper Find it to joy loves rice. So the person put ifini, cow, kuli kuli, cabbage inside the broth before you put the rice. That's joy loyf rice. Turn on your own. This guy went to gather herbs. He's looking for a gathering to solidify what the prophecy already instructed. And whenever you do that, you will find a wild vine. You will find something that looks like it's so special, you're missing out on something. And you will add it because what happens is he found it, then he gathered a lapful. Do you know? Because things that you think you're missing out on, they shock you a lot. So you start acting as if that's the first thing the thing was created. It's been existing. There's a reason people were not gathering it that much. It's good in certain contexts, but it's not good generally. So leave the wild vine. Some of you went to marry a wild man. Not marry, got engaged to a wild man. Wild, even here is wild, wild. Say, I like him, he's different, he's special. There's something native about him. <laughs> he will turn into native medicine. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you things I'm imagining in my head. <laughs> keep it together, I mean, keep it, keep it, keep it. Drop the pot. Drop it like it. A lap full of wild gods took a lot and came. And what did he do? Sliced it. The fact that somebody is great at disseminating something does not mean it's not poisonous. Packaging does not neutralize poison. Sliced it. 
It was symmetrical. It was like my brother-in-law, Chef Regs, was rocking Abuja back to back with good food. Hallelujah. Chop, 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 You've seen all those food videos. Looks very attractive. That is the way many people are being chopped up in this generation. Poison is being chopped into the cooking. He came and sliced them into the pot of stew. Watch that. So the pot of stew was already there, but it was doing over syllabus to put herbs that were not in the original equation. And some of us have pots of stew. We are carrying pots of stew in our minds where uncles God did not use in that moment sliced fear into our stew. Aunties say, eh? You want to marry? Eh? You want to marry? Eh? You want to marry? Auntie, I want to marry. You want to Auntie? I want to marry. You want to marry. Count me out. You're already out. I'm just trying to let you know. And sometimes people have had hurtful experiences. But they don't have to be your experiences. They put them in the pot of stew. They didn't know what they were. But careful what you add to your stew. But careful who you add to your stew. Who you add to your cooking. There's some Yoruba women called Olowo Shibi. That they know how to use the spoon. But you see, they might be great at doing the Shibi thing. But if Chef Rex has a fine dining session... There will be fight. One more times one billion. This is the way I was taught. Eh? You this young boy, can you really cook? Let me show you how to cook. First of all, you wipe your sweat into the food for extra flavor. Show getting cutimon so. Amen. Boom. It's part of the benefits of good life. I'm giving them salt, natural salt from my own body. Somebody shout, watch out for poison in the pot. Gogo, you can laugh better. I see it coming out. Come on, that's it, girl. Release it. You see, see how pretty you get? Come on, that's it. That's it. Now, a bit more. Yes. I love it. I love it. Fido, let me give her a hug on my behalf. That's from me. Poison in the pot, death in the pot. Got the large pot, got the right stew. Who sprinkled this poison? I see. And you know, for those who have had food allergies, I pray for people who have allergies right now. As many as are holding on to this word, may your hormones and configuration now become stabilized and normalized. Amen. That you will no longer not eat certain foods because you react to them. You will choose whether to eat them or not. Amen. But you see, if some people have allergies or those who've had allergies in the past, they eat certain kinds of meals and their eyes have turned red. Yeah. People say, what's wrong, with, what's wrong with me? I'm fine. 
So your eyes are red, me? No. Maybe I'm wearing red glasses. Parts are growing. Because you can eat poison and not know it. Until somebody looks at you and says, you don't look well. There's something wrong with the way you process money. Somebody put poison in your pot. There's something wrong about the way you think about women. You think that they are hobbies, pastime for you to use and cruise. They tell you the mission is not impossible. You say, watch me, I'm Tom Cruise. Thank God I'm born again. See that? There's something wrong about the way you think about church. Somebody put poison in your pot. So you think every church is after your money, after your body, after your fame, after your after this, that, and the other. Because a servant of God found a wild doctrine, a wild vine, a wild God, and articulated it with his right teaching gift, but it was the wrong doctrine and sliced poison in your pot. But I, I thank God this morning that for every time there is poison, God has enough flour and God has enough dough that people were dying, but it says, don't panic, there is flour. What is flour? Flour is the raw material for bread. So it is the bread of life for every poison in your emotion and your mentality and your psychology when Jesus comes into the polluted pot the pot does not pollute him he purifies the pot when the bread of life came into a dying world that the world killed his body they are locked as life the sin of the world did not contaminate the Lamb of God the Lamb of God purified the sin of the world most of us have some poison in our pots. Most of us. That's why something trips you over, over and over. Adam's poison licked into your pot. You can give me ambience. Adam's poison licked into your pot. But there is flour for your pot. He said, bring some flour. How do you know that you are poisoned? Because you used to be sweet, but now you taste off. Somebody sliced something. A wild vine. Notice it is a vine. Just like Jesus said, I'm the vine. But it's a wild vine. In other words, nobody has domesticated it. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You are the branches says the father prunes me a wild vine is not pruned a wild vine is not curtailed it's not structured it's not disciplined it's not arranged not symmetric it's not in tune it's not in sync it's not in rhythm it's not in harmony and therefore it can cause distortions and pollutions and contamination on the go but this morning as we close afternoon as we close i see the lord invading people's hearts so that when it is that you begin to serve the stew in commerce in banking in engineering it is not large influence with poison it would be how can kings have a hundred thousand members and they don't have all these rotten scandals? The 
They'll say it's organically, naturally impossible for a church to be so massive without scandals. Well, God will use kings and many other ministries as a reason to show the world, by grace are you saved. And you are kept by the power of God. Capitalists will say you can't grow a big business without showing your staff. You have to show them. But now you will show them the love and mercy of God. Because the poison is gone. Put some flour. Tell you, church, I'm almost done. Put some flour. Come, come, come. Put some flour in the pot. <laughs> Whatever residue of poison that might be in your heart and in your life and in your mind and your thinking whatever creeps up every now and again that you have to fight back and push back the Lord is removing the final traces entirely and completely the sweetness is completely restored the wholeness is completely restored the fullness is completely restored in the name of Jesus put some flour in the pot and serve it to the people that they may eat. Somebody shout, serve it hot, hot. Somebody shout, serve it hot, hot. Serve it to the people that they may eat. Serve it to the people that they may eat. Please understand something. A starving generation is waiting for a pure pot. A pure pot. A pure pot. Kalabasi mandoho shabalayas. Luke chapter 12, 41, we exegeted it many weeks ago. I'll just touch on it. Luke chapter 12 from verse 41. Then Peter said to him, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and what? Why steward? Who's a steward? Someone who serves? That's where it's from. But it's now used for anything that people consume resource they said the lord said who then is the faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them what off what is your assignment to get food or to distribute food do you know that in our text after verse 41 in due season right in our text after verse 41 the original text it says, then there came a man from Baal Shalisha. And what did the man come with? Because once you get the stew sorted, the bread will find you. Oh, yeah. That's possibly the biggest thing I've said today. Elisha came from Gilgal. God sent a man from Baal Shalisha. Different places. But if you get the stew ready, I'll send you bread. I feel the glory of God in this place. If you can release yourself to that wave of glory, you can stand, you can wave your hand. If I had enough time, you can read the rest of the text. But John, guess what happens? In this place, bread was multiplied. So stew was prepared and purified. Bread was brought and multiplied. Stop saying, but I don't have herbs. 
I don't have a good voice. I don't have accounting skills. I'm not a great preacher. If God says, stew it up, stew it up. All things are made ready. Give it to the people that they may eat. God is interested in people eating. God is interested in people being fed. People be like Peter. I'm so, why are you? Why are you preaching? Why are you preaching in this season? I mean, you just you know, just you know, take out time to grieve. I mean, we have this pending holiday that we need to do. <laughs> it's been pending for almost a year, and I was like, I, I just want to serve God's people. I want people to be fed. And God showed me a scripture some days ago. He says, "You are doing well, son." He said, "Because when I spoke to Peter and said, do you love me more than this?'" He said, "I do." He said, "I said to him, feed my sheep." He said, feeding my sheep is a sign that you love me. He said, blessed is the man whose master finds him serving stew and food. It doesn't mean I'm not going to rest. It does not mean I'm not going to go on. I will go on a break very soon. We will go on a break very soon. Right? But everywhere stew. Everywhere stew. I want to release yourself to this wave of glory. And say, Lord, this Occupy series my life has shifted I move I move don't wait for me to prompt you and prompt you there are things God has spoken to you said to you even this morning Shia, those four machines have to be in full capacity I give you to the end of this month those four machines have to be working around the clock so that you can feed families those are three families that need to be fed each person working don't think and but it's just 20k I pay them per month to you 20k is a little bit of money to somebody is what they would normally earn by begging on the streets for two or three months or stealing up your friend and every time we employ somebody we give somebody one less excuse to steal or beg or borrow it's not about you becoming a billionaire it's about you giving people portions and as you give portions you do it in the name of Jesus you never hide Jesus I do this in the name of Jesus. If you pray with more intensity, you will maximize the time. Who's that lady in the white cardigan? Can you come? this is the mystery of occupation Bukala, let me show you the mystery of occupation first of all the bowl the pot is occupied then I serve it to other people their bellies are occupied it changes into energy their entire beings are occupied they translate the energy into work it's occupied when you serve what God has given you as to you, a part of the value you've created lives in that person forever and goes on the systems of the earth. This is greatness. This is the reason greatness is connected to service. Because every time LT counsels or coach or team 
and their marriage is saved and preserved. I say team, yeah, team Nani, couple. She becomes a reference point. She's a legacy. Do you, you don't get it. Like people show me pictures of my autograph on Just Do It from 10 years ago and said, I've kept this thing. This is it. This, you don't do it by shouting your name. You do it by serving your stew. Serving your stew. I think it was Hannah. Was it Hannah? Where's Hannah? Hannah sent me a voice note from a Muslim friend that was going wild about Grace Favor chant. She's a Muslim friend. She was shouting and chanting Grace Favor chant. You know, this was two years after we had released it. This was earlier this year or something. Grace Favor was 20, 2019 or something. That is stew. Stew. I wanted to pray in one minute. This occupying will occupy it. No wonder the enemy tries to poison you with bitterness and fear so that your stew can be contaminated, so that in your counseling people you will be compromised, so that in pastoring people you will now be editing your messages because you know you don't have it right in certain areas, so that in leading a business because you know you didn't serve your employees well, your voice is reduced because sin reduces the volume of your voice. When you do things right, you can have a loud voice and not have conflicts in your heart and your spirit. Zakuto vozile makatu vrakabalas, shula mande cause of us. And don't forget, your work will speak for you. Yesterday was Lolu. Where's Lolu? We're talking about Lolu and all of them. And then people said Lolu called me. Lolu did this. Lolu did that. Now, if men are taking account of that, trust me, heaven has a log. Of every good thing you have done everyone I will occupy I will serve my seal I will give what God has given to me to other people keep on serving your steel Kuga keep on Somebody needs to cry to the Lord. Add flour to my stew today. I used to be sweet, but I've been cranky. I used to be sweet, but I've been so self-conscious. I apply the flour, the original material of the Christ. The dough, the original dough of the Christ, the unadulterated sincere milk of the world to neutralize the poison. Yes, I was mishandled, mismanaged, poisoned, affected. I've noticed in my own life that every time I'm on the brink of something great and big, persecution, betrayal, or false accusation arises against me. Notice that. So when I see it, I'm like, thank you for the new door that's about to open. Thank you for the new gates that are about to be opened. Paul said, a great and effectual door is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. When a door has been opened, things will become adversarial. 
a storm is going to arise on the sea of Genesaret when Jesus is about to deliver the madman of Gadara he's at the gate an aquatic gate the principalities will not have it so they raise something an invocation of hell against the Christ but it says the kings of the earth that set themselves against the Lord and is anointed he shall laugh at them in a sore displeasure he shall take them Zacchaeus the son let he be, be angry lest he be angry Hey, we prophesy increase over your life. Jombrikatos Blakuvragaba. Zebrukatila Vrazaba. We prophesy increase over your life. Elticon, Masurabatai, Ropulambio Kondevrigamala. We prophesy uncommon increase over your life. Untold increase over your life. Supernatural increase over your life. Divine increase over your life. Occupy. Occupy. We stand in agreement. We stand with a prophetic assignment over you. In the name of Jesus. Whatever small saucepan, fry pan, pan in the pantry, you've been holding on to thinking that was all God had for you. We take it off your hands. We remove it from your psyche, from your mind. You take on the large pots. You take on the large pots. You take on the large pots. The large assignment. The large responsibility. The large prophecy. The large task. The large portion of land. The project will not drown you. It will not kill you. It will not maim you. It will not swallow you up. You will boil this too. You will boil it. You will endure the heat, the pressure. You will come out tasting better. We neutralize the poisons, the poison of pain, of affliction, of trauma, of childhood molestation, betrayal, church politics, brokenness, rape. Abuse, divorce, illness, a cyclical deformity. We neutralize it now. Sweet Jesus, move into every droplet of stew. Move into the oil. Move into, even if it's Yoruba stew with the stew at the bottom. Father, move into every piece of pepper. Move into the tatase, the atarodo. Move into the geisha. Move into every constituent. Neutralize the pain and the poison. Let somebody not only feel light, let them be light in the name of Jesus. Let them be the delight of the Lord. Hevziba. Let them be the married land. Let them be Goshen, the Goshen of God. Let streams of life and joy run upon their souls as freely as tears run upon their faces. Let the oil from Zion's heels be poured afresh. Let the wounds and the gashes beneath the scalp be healed. In the name of Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach, give somebody a hug. Hold somebody. Pamper somebody. Heal somebody. Compensation on all sides. Comfort on all sides. How we love you, God. 
give you praise Jesus thank you Jesus we honor you our king in Jesus name we are afraid somebody give God praise today give God praise we have come to the conclusion in my times hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah I saw a post that pastor Aaron posted I think about a week ago or something God is making a name for himself in your generation and I have not seen ears have not heard the disciples followed Jesus he said to them, you're going to reign with me. That's what he said. Because you're going to see there. He said to, to him, much is given, much is, going, much is expected and all of that. You're going to reign with me. But he doesn't tell them that the foundation stones of the New Jerusalem, your names will be on the stones. He says that to John, the revelator. Years after many of them had already been persecuted and killed. God has things about he's not even told you yet promises that are so precious and pleasant you have no idea the bliss and the wonder and the awesome generosity of the incredibly intelligent and inexhaustible God whose heart is deeper than every offense whose expectations are higher than every obstacle whose bandwidth is broader than every barricade that men try to use to lock you in and block you out and it says I will wound you with my favor by wound in a good way I will lavish my love on you splash upon you waves of wealth and increase take care of all that pertains to you kings we're going to a place that is so glorious the words cannot articulate I thank God for the gift of the gap and my gift of fluence and oratory but some of you are going to enter into places that will make you weep like a baby because you'll be pedams you'll be like pedams try to tell me but I didn't expect this much <laughs> hallelujah love on your brother your sister low leg jab them by the elbow and let them know that we will occupy we are occupied hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for strength for wisdom for capacity thank you for illumination thank you for feeding us well we fed this series or not Thank you, Lord, for good food. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.